0: Say good morning to everyone this morning. Give me just a second. Started to go back old school a little bit. Most of you know I usually have my iPad, and that's typically what I use. Um, but I figured, you know, we got technology in the building now, so I'll go back to using books. Well, I don't know. Um, But it is wonderful to see all of you this morning, and um, please have a prayer in your heart that the words that um, would be from the Lord today, you know, sometimes when they ask you ahead of time to speak... um, Your mind just goes in so many different directions, or at least mine does, maybe yours doesn't, brother, but that's how mine goes, and it's just like, and you just have to sometimes just quiet your mind and ask the Lord, and so that's what I was doing for a good portion of the evening last night, to the point that I got so tired of searching the scriptures and reading and looking and I finally just said, "Lord, I got to go to bed." And as maybe uh, again, maybe it's just me. I wake up early, and uh, I go and sit at the table. And um, <clears throat> and as I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this uh, card. That's uh, my grandfather's Book of Mormon here. And it um, says, uh has this card here, National Day of Prayer. And um, <clears throat> it talks about, uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. And that set me on a course of this idea of having trust in a God that is so great and so powerful. And uh, this isn't the scripture I'm going to use, but uh, Brother Mike, if you want to throw this one up there. Uh, Jeremiah 17.7 says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. And I would ask you this morning, where is your hope and in whom have you put your trust? So, as I said, it's not really where I'm going to be. I'm going to go to the 34th chapter of Psalms and I don't know about you, but the book of Psalms is food for my soul. And it gives us opportunity to praise the Lord. It gives us opportunity to call out to the Lord. It teaches us how we should do so many things. And we think about the many trials that David went through and the other psalmists and those that wrote these beautiful verses that we have In God's Word. And this 34th Psalm, I I was trying to pick and pull apart the pieces that I would use, and I couldn't. So bear with me. I'm reading the whole 34th Psalm. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be on my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his troubles." The angel of the Lord encamped, encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them. All. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. He heareth all. Oh, I'm sorry. Evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. I don't know what else to say. As I was reading those words this morning, the spirit of God just came upon me in such a way and I don't know what you came here today with. Um, you know, the seventh verse uh, calls out, um, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And uh, obviously, that points back to a story back found in Elisha, uh, the story of Elisha and his servant. <coughs> and uh, for those who might not know, I'll just kind of briefly recap it. Um, the king of Syria was coming to battle against the children of Israel, and kept getting frustrated because the children of Israel, it was like they knew they were coming every time that they would show up. And so the king's saying to his own people, who amongst us is one of the Israelites? So basically he say, who's telling them what we're going to do? And they're like, it's not us. It's this man of God. It's this guy. Elisha. And so the king does whatever he I guess, military leader would do, he sends them in the night that they would surround the city that Elisha is in. And one of Elisha's servants wakes up early in the morning, much like I did this morning. And he looks out and he sees that they're surrounded by the armies. And, of course, he's really nervous and doesn't know what to do, and he wakes Elisha. Elisha, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? And Elisha so beautifully <coughs> says, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. <clears throat> I'm sure his servants, I know, I'll raise my hand. I would be like, what are you talking about? They've got the whole city surrounded with horses and chariots. What are you talking about? And Elisha prayed. said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw and beheld the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about. So I ask you again this morning, what did you wake up to today? Maybe it's sin in your life. Maybe it's affliction, maybe it's heartache over the loss of a loved one, or maybe it's a burden that your children have not accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ, and maybe it seems insurmountable unto you as you look and you're surrounded by the things that you might seem to have no control over. I would just encourage you today to pray to the Lord that he would open your eyes to his greatness and not the greatness that's within you because the scriptures tell us our, our righteousness is like filthy rags compared to what the Lord can do, compared to what the Lord can deliver us from in our life, whether it's affliction, Whether it's sin, he will deliver us. And as I look about the congregation today, um, you know, Brother Kim had you all stand up, which I thought, again, was beautiful. And, you know, every conference you kind of get together and and, and I guess maybe it's just me maybe again. I, I just like to see everybody again. i like to know that we're still serving the Lord together. And it's exciting to me when we have this opportunity to get together. And so I would encourage you today, no matter what it is that's encircling your camp, what is ever encircling your home, Cry out to the Lord that he would deliver you, even as this example in the 34th chapter tells us. And I want to remind us again, even as David does at the beginning of this, may we bless the Lord at all times. It's a difficult thing to do. I'll be, again, first to raise my hand. It's a hard thing. When we're going through trials and we're going through struggles, It's hard to exalt the Lord and to praise the Lord. But He is worthy to be praised. And when we put our faith and our trust in Him that He will see us through, it's when we can fully do those things trusting in Him because He is faithful. He has opportunity to allow us to proclaim his greatness. The third verse. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. That verse just jumped out at me today. And I pray that you are magnifying the Lord today with me. Let us exalt his name together. You know, we sing... We have a time of worship. We spent some time this morning singing praise and worship to the Lord. And I hope that you are exalting the Lord. I hope they're not just words on a page or notes written in the treble or bass clef that you're trying to follow. I pray that those words would be true unto you. That they would be an upliftment that we might recognize the trust that we put in our Lord to deliver us. There's two warnings in here that I want to call out. Two, two verses that, that um, really uh, are a warning. If we would not trust in the Lord. Because in the 15th verse it says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. But here's a warning. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. And the 21st verse says, evil shall slay the wicked and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate or condemned. Cast off. Forgotten. And I know my brothers as we spent time in conference yesterday and we spent time with our brothers who were being ordained and and hearing those uh, the callings that come forth because the work of the Lord is going to continue to go forth. and uh, It's our desire that all of you would be in the work of the Lord and that none would be forgotten or cast off And so maybe you've been away for a while. Come back to the Lord. Because His mercy is so great. I testify to you today that His mercy is so great. Mercy. <clears throat> it's mercy, the mercy that we receive over and over again in our life when we fail, when we fall short, when we, when we stumble, when we fall. It's the mercy of God that allows us to have the trust that we need in a loving savior, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross of Calvary and died for all mankind. That they might be able to find that trust in a loving God, whose desire, even as the scripture says, is that we would all work towards the goal of being redeemed in the Lord. And so my brothers and I have a responsibility as a ministry to preach the gospel unto you, that you might receive redemption for your soul. And if there's anyone here sitting today that has not received redemption of your soul, today is the day of salvation. You know, for myself, again, for me, I wanted to sign, I wanted to know that the Lord was calling me. And, you know, God was merciful. And, and it was a period of time. It was about three months that I went through in seeking what the Lord would have for me in my life. And, you know, I was struggling. And, you know, there was that inner struggle. Is this really what I want? Do I really want to put my trust in the Lord? And the Lord just continued to reveal unto me over And over and over again. That he was worthy of the the trust that I wanted to put in him. And one day in Pine Top Lakeside. Sitting in a meeting. When there was no reason to call another song. Another song got called. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And the scales, as it were, or the hardness of the, of the decision that I thought I was grasping and holding on to so greatly just melted away. And I ran to the Lord. So I would encourage you today. Allow those things to fall from your life. Those discouragements. Those fears that we have. Because God is worthy to place your trust in. Just as we... You know, our kids trust us all through their younger years. Um... I, 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 Cheyenne, to me, is just like an angel. Every time I see her, she smiles. She's like an angel to me. And yet, she's so dependent upon her parents. And she will be for a, quite a long time, as we all were unto our parents or those that cared for us. God is a loving Father. And, unlike me, where with my own kids, I messed up quite a bit and, you know, there's no real manual you get when you become a father and um, other than the Word of God, you try and read the Word of God and understand, okay, well, how do we raise our kids and how do we, how do, we do this and how do I handle... But not every situation is covered in the manual. And so for me and my wife, we did the best that we could, but we put our trust in the Lord that he would make up for our failures, for the things that we couldn't be there for. And so even in rearing our children, we need to put our trust in the Lord. We need to do our part. We need to be in the word of God and understand the word of God that we might be full of the spirit of God, that it might lead, guide, and direct us, but we must trust in the Lord. I'm going to sit down. I've gone way too long. be encouraged today that putting our trust in the Lord is where it needs to be be encouraged today that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and its ears are open unto them that cry cry unto the Lord whatever it is that you woke up to today whatever the challenge is, cry unto the Lord. If you need prayer, seek out the ministry. We'll cry unto the Lord and make petition unto the Lord on your behalf because God is powerful. And He has your situation surrounded with those horses and chariots of fire ready to deliver you May God bless you is my prayer.
1: Uh, Good morning. morning. Uh, I'm Brother Juan Della Cruz from the Fort Worth Branch. Uh, Brother Austin, you said you were reading and you were going all over the place. When you said, not sure, whatever. And then you said Psalms. I immediately went to Psalms 34. So that's where you're supposed to read. Uh, There's a lot of good words here, and of course our brother read all of it, but there's a a few things that stood out. And the first question I'm going to ask you is, have you ever cried out to God? Have you ever really cried out to God about your need? Have you ever been on your knees and saying, Lord, I need you? Have you ever been to the point in your life where things are going so bad that you say, okay, I'm giving it up, it's yours? Because I can't do it no more my way. Have you ever been there? And have you ever thought, is he listening to me? Is he hearing me? Because I've had one problem after another. I've had one situation after another. And it's gotten worse. And the way I did it myself, the way I tried to take care of it. Because I'm telling you, we do that. Don't we? We do that. Oh, Lord, help me with this situation. Help me with what's going on. And we get up off our knees and we say, okay, let's see what I can do. Let's see how I can take care of it. You know, if you get into a financial situation, you're praying to God and you're asking him, and then you say, okay, well, let me see what I can do here. Let me see if I can sell this. Let me see if I can pawn this. Let me see if I can get a second job. Let me see what I can do. We didn't leave it in God's hands. And what happens? We make it worse at times. But have you ever cried out to the Lord in such a prayer that you felt his presence there? In these scriptures that our brother talked about, And he covered part of it in 15, because I had these two circled, 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. His eyes are upon the righteous. We should always be righteous. We should always be living the good life, be living a Christian life. The truth is we're human. And sometimes we make errors. And sometimes we disappoint God. And sometimes when we disappoint God, a little shame falls upon us. And sometimes there's some individuals that say, you know, I can't go back to church. I can't face God. I'm ashamed. The truth is, is when you get on your knees and he asks the Lord, forgive me, and you mean it, and you really mean it, he forgives you. He forgives you. Seventeen. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth. And delivereth them out of of. which troubles? Some of them, part of them, the little ones, the big ones, all their troubles. Years ago, and a brother mentioned children. Man, I wish I had a manual when my wife was pregnant. I wish I had a manual to tell me what was going to happen. The beautiful things, the great things, and then the little struggles, and the big ones, too. We have three kids, David, Daniel, and Belinda. Uh, We went through a lot with Daniel, Danny, and it got to a point in our lives where a tough decision, but I had to make it. I had to kick him out of the house. You might say, how can a man of God do that? How can a brother in Christ do that, kick out his own son? Well, you know what? He wasn't living a good life. He was making poor decisions. He was doing things that were not right. He had sin in his life. And he did something that I could, could never believe he would do. And I said, I'm done. That's it. You've crossed the line. God is not pleased. And I had to send him out. Now, my wife wasn't happy. The love of a mom is strong and is great. But I had to do what I had to do. He got in some trouble. We went through some problems. And it got to a point where I kept praying and praying for others and for my son and for the Lord to help me. And I cried out to the Lord. I cried out. You know, it got to a point where I said, you know what? I can't pray for my son no more because all I'm thinking about is his problem and the problem and the situations and all. So I took a different mode. I started remembering everybody that has a need. Everybody in our branch, those that I've heard across the region, those that I've heard across the church, their needs, I put all of them first. You know, a lot of times when we're praying, we're praying for somebody, you might do the same. You start going, imagining your branch, and you're saying, well, there's sister so-and-so over here. i got to pray for her. Brother so-and-so, you sort of go through the pews. I did the same thing, started praying for others. And I put others first. I put everybody first before my own family. And I prayed for my family, but I didn't pray for my son. And I did this for weeks and weeks at a time. And then we're going to go to court. Because like I said, my son got in trouble. And I'm on my knees one day in the bedroom. My wife is at work. Belinda, our daughter, was somewhere, so I'm in the house alone. And I started praying. I started crying out to God. I started crying out to him on behalf of, of the people of our church, behalf of the members that were sick, on behalf of the, those that were dealing with so many things. And just before I end up my prayer, I'm on my knees, and I ask God. I said, "God, if you really hear me, if you're real, I'm going to ask one more time. And I haven't asked for a long time, but I'm going to ask you one time. If you're real, help my son. Help my son. Please. After that prayer. I just laid there on the floor crying and crying and crying. I was so exhausted from praying for so long. And at that point, I didn't know what to do. It's when I felt, while I'm on my knees, I felt two hands grab me by my shoulders. I felt the imprint of hands on my shoulders. He heard my cry. He heard my cry. And he will hear yours. He will hear yours. If you cry out to him. We must be righteous. We must be righteous. We must follow the word of God. We must listen to the message. We need to take it to heart. And we need to live it every day. But when we. I didn't say you. When we. wherever we is. When we stumble. Be quick to get up. When we stumble, be quick to say, I'm sorry, Lord. Be quick to say, forgive me. But continue to cry out to the Lord because he will hear you. He will hear you. He may not answer it when you want it. He might not answer it right away. But he will answer you. And his answer is the best answer you will ever receive. The best one. Our brother said something else. He said something about... uh, if you haven't been here in a while, if you haven't been back for a while, there's times that we'll have members that'll go through something and they'll fall overwhelmed and don't want to face the membership and sometimes stay away and they'll go through a different, difficult situation. Here's what I want to tell you. Watch what you say when they return. When I, when, I, when I say, watch what you say when they return, I'm not saying you're going to say something rude. But what I'm saying, if God didn't put those words in your mind, and your mouth, don't open your mouth. Sometimes we jokingly say something like, where you been? It's about time. They don't want to hear that. I've heard over the years that things that have brought people to this church over the years is the love of Christ. The love they feel from us as brothers and sisters in Christ. When we show people of this neighborhood, of your neighborhood, wherever you're at, the love of Christ, the compassion of Christ, they say, That's what brought me to this church, the love you showed. So, if we ever have a member that's been away and comes back, show that same love. Show that same love to them. Be kind. Be kind. And for those of you that know me, you'll keep hearing these words from me all the time. Be nice. Be nice to people. Be nice to your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you have a good relationship with somebody in your branch, in your mission, in your church, wherever you're at, yeah, sometimes we joke around. Sometimes we cut up. Sometimes we take too much liberty with that. Be mindful. And why do I tell you this? You never know who's watching. You may be in a restaurant, having a burger with one of your brothers or sisters, and you cut up and you say something that isn't quite right, and there's a person sitting next to you. And that's the person whose door you're going to knock on the next time you pass out flyers. Like, I'm not going to this church. I remember what he said to the other person. People are watching. We lead. You lead by example. Be the example God wants us to be. Be the kind, loving brother or sister that God has told us that we need to be. Follow the scriptures. Study his word. Be kind to one another. Whatever problem you may face, whether it's now or in the future, take it to the Lord. Keep screaming. Keep crying. Yell at him if you have to to get his attention. But you will have his attention. And when he answers you, Give honor and glory to God for what he's done. Give honor and glory to God. My children are not in church anymore. They're out doing their own thing. But I keep praying for them. But here's what I take joy in with. Them. Belinda, from time to time, a friend of hers will go through a problem. She texts, can you please keep so-and-so in prayer? Let the church know. My son Danny, can you... Uh, Let the people at church know that so-and-so isn't doing okay. Keep them in prayer. See, they may have been gone from the church, but they haven't forgotten. They haven't forgotten. That's what I hang on to right now. They have not forgotten. They have not forgotten. That's what I cling on to right now. Serve God to the best of your ability. Do the best that you can. Love one another. Cry out to the Lord when you have a need. And don't give up. Don't give up. He will answer your prayer. God bless you.